Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to It's Time for More Injury Funding, the podcast for all who want to learn about legal funding and its significance in the personal injury, wrongful death, motor vehicle injuries, traumatic brain injuries, workplace injuries, slip and fall liability uh, law, and many other types of law practice domains. I'm your host, founder and CEO of More Injury Funding, the legal funding counselors with passion for law, medicine, legal funding, and heart for all suffering individuals. More Injury Funding is a host of this podcast, sponsor, member, associate, or business partner of Academy of Truck Accident Attorneys, Sandy Springs Bar Association, Georgia Association for Illegals, and Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. In this episode, we have a very special guest, plaintiff's attorney, Steve Simon, with Rosenthal Levy Simon Sosa, attorneys at law. Uh, Steve is a managing shareholder at the firm with offices in West Palm Beach and Port St. Lucie, Florida. Well, welcome to uh, this episode, Steve. Thank you, Laura. Thanks for having me on this podcast. I mean, honestly, I think this is the first podcast I've ever done, but um, I'm really looking forward to talking with your audience today and trying to give my views on the subject that we're going to talk about today. Um, but before that, I wanted to tell you and, and the listeners a little bit about myself. Um, I have been practicing law um, for 30 years. Unbelievably, it's it, it was 30 years in April, and I kind of surprised myself because you know what they say, um, you know, time goes by so fast when you're having fun. But absolutely. Uh, yeah, not so much the fun over the years. It's been a very stressful type of, of, of um, business to be in, but it, it is fun. Um, I am Flor from Florida. I'm a Florida native. My dad actually was born in Delray Beach, which is down um, in Palm Beach County. I myself was born there and I spent most of my time in Palm Beach County. Um, and I joined Rosenthal, Levy, Simon & Sosa back about 22 years ago. Um, and our at the time, our, our office was in West Palm. Mm -hmm. And um, I got chosen to come up to the Treasure Coast. And for those of you that don't know what the Treasure Coast is, it's just north of Palm Beach County in an area that um, makes up Fort Pierce, Stewart, Florida, um, Melbourne, Florida, those areas. So that gave me a really good opportunity to expand my practice, expand my business to people that needed our services at our firm. And at that time, 22 years ago, I became um, passionate about representing people who have been injured because before then, I actually represented insurance companies. Interesting. So this, yeah. So this was a total switch. And when I was representing um, insurance companies and people who had been at fault for accidents. Um, I always wanted to help the people that were injured. So um, I started doing that years ago and I'm still doing it um, with this great firm. Um, a little bit about our firm is that what makes us special, I think, in the subject matter that we're going to talk about today is the fact that Rosenthal, Levy, Simon & Sosa started out as a workers' compensation firm primarily. Okay. So over the years, we've diversified and uh, what makes us, um, I think, helpful to people who have been injured, especially on the job, is that we have the capacity to represent people in personal injury and workers' comp Okay. Under, under the same roof, which is a little bit different from a lot of other firms because I find that a lot of firms either do the workers' comp or the personal injury. Um, so this in this program today, we're going to be talking about cases um, that pertain to personal injury and workers' comp. And so that I think 
the audience will get a real good feel for why a firm like ours is beneficial to those that have been injured on the job. Okay. Thank you so much for coming. You just did just like host itself. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you for leading. I can definitely tell you have a good uh, speaking rhetorical experience. Okay. Thank you. Well, Thank let you. me let me ask you a couple of questions here. So so much appreciate about telling me about your firm and where you're from and you know that you definitely connected to your local Florida community. Uh, so I'm uh, in Georgia, but I absolutely love Georgia. I mean, Florida beaches and traveling to, to Florida is just a wonderful spot for, for vacation from vacationing perspective yeah. but i'm sure it's wonderful living there as well and of course helping um, you know your local community so um like steve said today he'll be uh, we'll be talking and discussing a very interesting type of case called companion case uh, it, which includes workers compensation and personal injury claims attorney simon will explain it, uh, how these uh, usually two separate topics are important to be familiar with and who to call if one gets injured. And finally, I'll have a one fun pop-up question for uh, Steve today. So stay tuned in. You, my dear listeners, are here for a treat today with attorney Steve Simon. Uh, so tell me, Steve, please, what are the key differences between the companion case and solely a personal injury case or exclusively a workers' compensation case? Right. So when and and just for clarification, Laura, when we're talking about companion cases, we're talking about somebody who's been injured while in the scope of their employment, but a third party has caused that injury so mm -hmm. that there are two separate and distinct cases going on arising from the same accident. So when we're talking about the key differences, we're talking about the fact that in workers compensation cases, the main um, the main remedy and and the the main focus of the case is going to be um, working with the workers' comp insurance company that will that will provide and make decisions about the medical treatment that the um, the client is going to have. Meaning they have to get authorization to have um, physical therapy or authorization to have an MRI. And so the the key difference is the workers' comp is driven by the determination of the workers' comp carrier, where in, in personal injury cases, those decisions and the treatment that somebody gets are really made by the injured person, the client themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big difference because you have a you have the parallel treatment going on in the parallel of the case, but you're you're you the, the way that it's being managed is much more stricter on the workers' comp side than the PI side. And, and the other thing too, is that again, going back to the element of damages, Laura, um, what I mean by that is in workers comp, you can only recover for certain damages. And those damages are typically your lost wages and the medical treatment that you need. Whereas mm -hmm. in personal injury cases, you get your, your medical bills paid for, uh, you get your lost wages paid for, but the main difference is the pain and suffering is awarded in the personal injury case where it is not in the workers' compensation case. Mm -hmm. So uh, tell me, please, Steve, let's say somebody gets injured at work, you know, and they don't speak English. Let's say they're from, um, you know, Latin, one of the Latin countries. They yes. don't know anybody. They do not understand how the law works. How will they get treated? What if they don't have insurance? How do they go about, you know, how would you go about this situation? So again, so we're talking about um, if a client of ours is in our office, 
they will be entitled in workers comp to uh, let me get and let me give me let me put it into context if a home health nurse is moving from one home to the other she's in the scope of employment if she is rear-ended by uh, mrs smith she has a claim against mrs smith but she also is injured on the job so that person that you're talking about that has very limited um language english language skills is automatically going to be able to get workers comp treatment through the workers compensation carrier mm -hmm. and so that the only thing that needs to happen typically is that if they come into an office like ours we're going to arrange it we're going to make sure that we're monitoring it to make sure that that client is in the right place and you know to go along with that we have clients all the time that speak different languages so we're mm -hmm. able to help them and communicate with them instead of them relying without an attorney on dealing with the insurance company. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. So how might the outcome of the companion case impact clients' cases? Well, so um, the impact of the personal injury case, um, if, is, if the client is not getting treatment that he or she needs because the insurance company is refusing to authorize, that's a big problem and can affect the personal injury case. Because mm -hmm. remember, the workers' compensation carrier is the one that's making those decisions. So if I might have a client that comes in here today, and if the workers' compensation carrier is not authorizing that client to get treatment with an orthopedist, well, that's going to affect the personal injury case because now that 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 uh, that client is not able to develop. Um, and establish the injuries by way of medical records or consistent treatment because the workers' compensation carrier is kind of stopping that from happening. That's why it's really important that you have somebody, if you're injured on the job and it's caused from another person, a third person, then that's why it's important to have an attorney on cases like these because there is a lot of coordination in between. Um, okay, that so, makes and, sense. Yeah, and then also if, at the same time, um, the the um, the outcome of the of the companion case, meaning the workers' compensation case, um, can occur in a negative way. Where, say, for instance, in the workers' compensation case, they're doing what we call discovery, mm -hmm. and your listeners probably know what discovery is in 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 litigation. It's the deposition the testimony, the written documentation. Well, they do that in workers' compensation too, in those cases. So if, if that workers' compensation case is moving along and that discovery is being done, what is being established as far as evidence can really affect the personal injury case. So, mm -hmm. you know, in workers' comp, if he's saying, if, if, if the client is testifying about an injury and it's not really exact or accurate, um, that's going to affect the personal injury case. And again, that's why it's important to have an attorney that's monitoring on both sides. Okay. Um, tell me now, are there any legal precedents set by the companion case that could affect a client's case? Well, yeah, and that's a great question because, um, again, I think I would say in response to that, the impact would be, and the legal precedent set is on either side of the case. So what I mean by that is, yes, in workers' comp, if um, if there are determinations that are made by either work, the workers' compensation judge 
or in a deposition or something like that, it certainly is going to impact and bleed over to the personal injury case, which is then going to make it very challenging for both attorneys, the attorney handling the workers' comp and the attorney handling the personal injury case. Mm -hmm. And in that case, I would say that communication is is key between the the attorneys because um, otherwise, either neither of them know what the other is doing. So um, so that could be challenging because your your work, if you're working on the personal injury case, um, and you're unaware of what that client has said in workers' comp or a finding by the judge, it could really mess up the client's case on both cases. Mm-hmm. So they have to work foot and foot together. Now, can a client have the same attorney for workers' comp and personal injury of the same case, or you know, do- you, yeah, you you definitely could. Um, I mean, I I'm sure there are there are firms and some attorneys that might have the attorney handling both. It would be a little odd, I think. Um, again, in a firm like ours, we have workers' compensation attorneys, and then we have attorneys like myself and our firm that do personal injury. So. The beauty of what we do is we will meet on the cases, our companion cases. Mm -hmm. So if my colleague, uh, Mark Golden, who handles workers' compensation here, if uh, when we have the same client, we'll meet on a regular basis to talk about how the progression of treatment's going, how the treat, how how the depositions are going. Um, And, and that's really helpful. So ideally it would be nice to have one attorney handling both, but because there's such different types of cases, generally that's not what you're going to find. Okay. Can you have, let's say, workers' compensation attorney who only does workers' compensation cases work also uh, as a co-counsel on the PI uh, part of the case with the PI attorney? You you absolutely could. Yeah, you absolutely could. Um, I think in most times, in most instances, you know, if you're talking about different firms, you're probably not going to have that much involvement by one or the other. It mostly comes out as teamwork, you know, strategizing together. And that's the beauty of of having two attorneys on the same client, but it but pursuing different issues. OK. And yeah. how how many attorneys, Steve, at your firm do you have doing the workers' compensation uh, cases and uh, personal injury cases? Right. So we've got three uh, workers' compensation attorneys right now. And we've got um, and then there's there's four that do personal injury cases. So we're pretty equally balanced through the years. It's it's varied. Um, we've had a lot of workers' compensation um, client or um, attorneys and and um and and vice versa so it just varies depending on the needs and the caseload at the time mm-hmm. that's a great ratio okay you, you had mentioned uh, briefly about strategies so what strategies or arguments are normally used in the companion case that could be relevant to a client um so stra- let's talk strategy so what okay. i i think is really kind of neat is um, most of the times um for an attorney doing personal injury, we always make an attempt pre-suit to try to resolve a case. So in other words, we don't just go out and file a lawsuit. Whereas with workers' compensation cases in Florida, when you report an injury, now it becomes actually a case that's actually a, a, a actually a, a, a claim called workers' compensation. So in those in the workers' compensation cases, those are really technically in suit 
in an administrative court setting. Mm -hmm. So they have access to depositions. They have access to requests for production. They have access to a lot of tools that we also have on the on the personal injury side. But if if we've not filed a lawsuit in personal injury, we don't have the vehicle to go get subpoena records or to go take a deposition. So uh, like, for instance, Mr. Gold in my office, uh, we share a case where he's handling the workers' compensation. I'm handling the, the personal injury. And we were having a hard time establishing pre-suit on my side who the owner of the boat was, where the where the client was injured, and the circumstances. And we were able to take a deposition in the workers' compensation case to be able to establish those things that later on I can actually use in the personal injury because I've got sworn testimony. Sure. And otherwise, I would not have the ability to get that information, but for the fact that workers' compensation allows discovery right up front. So that I would say would be, you know, a strategy where you see the um, cooperation on both sides. Okay, great. Uh, could there be any potential conflicts of interest between uh, workers' compensation and personal injury case for the same client? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily um, conflicts in the sense of what we know from a legal standpoint. In other words, um, you're representing the same client. So you're not really going to have conflict because it's not like in one case you're representing it, the employer of the client. Um, so there there generally will not be any conflicts um, with with both the PI attorney and the work comp attorney representing the same person. Now, there can be some conflicts that could come up. Say, I mean, this is kind of an interesting twist. Let's say, for instance, the client is telling me this accident happened this way. And let's say in a deposition with Mr. Golden from my firm in the workers' compensation case, they ask him about that and he gives a different version. Well, now I'm going to be in a situation where the client is being inconsistent and technically that could be a conflict. But generally, I would say that doesn't normally happen. Um, that would just be an example of where a conflict could arise. But in, in the law, there's a lot of different ways conflicts can arise. But I would say generally, I would say to that question, the answer would be no. Okay, great. So how will the court handle the companion case and your client's case together? So um, in workers' compensation cases, those are handled by an administrative, um, uh, administrative court judge. So uh, it's a non-jury forum. Um, the judge makes the decisions, and um, whereas in personal injury, um, it is a case that's filed in in Florida. It would be called the circuit court. It might be different in other states, but the trial at the trial level, and so you're talking about a non-jury administrative um, forum versus a jury system. Mm -hmm. So um, there's going to be two different. Um, fact finders, one being the jury, one being the judge. And so the decisions that are being made um, on either side generally won't overlap um, because one won't really affect the other. So whatever findings that the workers' compensation judge finds won't generally impede on the personal injury side and vice versa. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Uh, and what is the statute of limitations for the companion case in Florida? I know in uh, Georgia it's two years. Uh, and how right. do you know how that how Florida compares to other south southeastern states? Yeah. Like so interesting you ask. So in Florida, we've had, I would say, the luxury, if you will, of um, having a four-year statute of limitations. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah. Well, it was great up until March when our ah. legislature... Uh, attempted to try to um, curtail um, the court system with a lot of lawsuits and change the statute of limitations for uh, liability cases, auto accidents, slip and falls to two years. So now we are in line with states like Georgia and other states that have a two-year statute of limitations. Mm -hmm. So this is new to us. Um, how that interacts with the workers' comp is really has, um, they have their own, you know, the, the, the moment someone is injured, they have to report. And from that point, that workers' compensation case is basically open. If you don't report your injury to your boss, then you're going to not generally have the ability to bring that workers' compensation case forward. Is there a timeline how soon employer has to, uh, employee has to, uh, uh, you know, report it to their employer? Yeah, that's uh, that varies the state to state, of course. But I, and in Florida, I'm not too, I'm not exactly sure that's outside my practice area. But it's mm -hmm. it's fairly soon. I think it's thirty days. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. that's plenty of time, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, so tell me, Steve, are there any opportunities for collaboration or coordination between the parties involved in the companion case and the individual PI or a workers' compensation case? Yeah, the collaboration part of it is. Um, it's something that, you know, and again, I, I kind of touched on that before about the fact that um, you, there is there is collaboration and there should be collaboration. I think that when you are um, working up strategies um, and approaches to recovering for your client for personal injury and workers comp, there should be collaboration where you're determining things like, um, you know, uh, who's going to be deposed what kind of things you're going to ask for in discovery. And, and in workers' comp, again, they don't have an issue of liability. So let me give you the example of mm -hmm. our make-believe client that's going from one job to the other and they're rear-ended. They don't have an issue of liability. So as long as the person is on the job and hurt, that's all that matters there. We're in personal injury where someone is rear-ended that's a pretty, you know, there's a presumption of fault, but um, nonetheless, um, we still have to prove liability. So sometimes what we'll do is try to get information on the workers' compensation side so that we can get um, more of a concrete determination um, and finding on the personal injury side so that those issues are flushed out. Perfect. Uh, would you recommend any steps, you know, or any procedures that an injured person could take to ensure that he or she is fully informed about the companion case? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, a lot of people that come, clients that come into me, they, it, 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 it's, if you've not dealt with these issues before, it's very confusing. So a lot of the clients that come in, they don't even understand the fact that you have two separate cases traveling together. And sometimes we'll have clients that call me and I'm the personal injury case and they're clearly asking me a question about what's going on in the workers' compensation side. 
And that just goes to the point that, you know, they're confused and you have to explain it. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think that, that um, you need to make sure that uh, the client is aware of it. And, um, and there's always going to be factors that affect both sides that they have to be aware of. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, Steve, we have 10 minutes left, so we're going to move a little bit faster. Okay. Okay. No All problem. Right. All right. So tell me, Steve, please, um, how does the outcome of the companion case impact the main case? I mean, you, uh, you know, touched uh, some on it, but uh, if you can just kind of summarize it a little bit. Um, yeah, the impact of the companion case or the, the outcome of the companion case is really not going to have a full effect on what you can recover in personal injury because it's a separate forum. The only thing that's really going to affect it is the discovery and the evidence that's established in the companion case. Okay. And I, I should perhaps ask this question at the beginning of, of our episode, but uh, how does the companion companion case relate to the main case? It's... In yeah. what ways? Mm -hmm. It's 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 the same, it's the same incident. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so it relates in, in to the extent that it's it's really just the same accident. The recovery that you get is different on both sides. But the the commonality really come boils down to the fact that it's the same accident. That's mm -hmm. the only really thing that has a that that is the same and and uh and always the same. Okay. And what are usually, based on your experience, uh, the arguments presented by each side in the companion case? Well, the companion case is the workers' compensation case, technically, when we're talking about companion cases. And so the, the issues in the workers' compensation case are really going to be what, what is the injury? What do we need to provide as a work comp carrier um, to um, help the injured worker and um and is the injured worker entitled to recover for being out of work or should the injured worker be out of work um so those are the issues that are being really litigated in the workers compensation case whereas in the personal injury side it's different you have different issues about liability causation those kind of things Okay, well, you explained it really well. Uh, now, do you have uh, one, let's say, most memorable companion case that you could possibly walk us through in, in the summarized sh short, short version of it? Yeah, I have a couple, but I do have one. I had a woman that came in that was a really sweet lady, and she fell at work during a like a lunch and learn seminar. Mm -hmm. And um, it was in the, in the um, facility that is owned by her employer. And so um, she she basically injured her arm and her shoulder pretty bad. I think if she had went into a workers' compensation firm only, they it would have been unlikely that somebody could have picked up on the fact that there was a third party, which was the um, the company that was hired to do the catering for the lunch. They had they had not cleaned up a spill in the lunchroom or the auditorium. And she fell. And so we pursued that because, again, in workers' comp, you can't sue your employer. You can't sue employees because they have immunity. So the only way to get them the pain and suffering is through a third party. And in that case, it was a big fight. And I don't think the employer really understood what we were doing because it all centered around the workplace. But in the end, 
this woman was really badly injured and we got a, a fantastic result out of um, her personal injury case and her workers' compensation case. She was extremely happy. And for me, I was so glad that we were able to kind of find that third party that was responsible because she was justified in re in recovering that money. That, I love it. That's so great. Um, yeah. I hope, uh, my dear listeners, you've learned as much as I did about the companion case in this, um, or cases in this episode. Uh, tell me, please, Steve, how do you overall help your clients achieve results they deserve? Do you do anything differently from other PI and workers' compensation attorneys? Anything in your own unique Steve yeah. Simon way? Or what uh, does the Simon say? <laughs> that's a that's a great question. You know, and as attorneys, we all, you know, we all think we're doing such a bang up job different than everyone else. But I will tell you what I tell my potential new clients when they call. With Steve Simon, you get hands on. I mean, I sit at this desk and I roll up my sleeves. And I if my client calls on the phone, I'll take the call, even though they don't have an appointment. If my client walks through the door unannounced, I get up at, and, and go in there and see them. Um I am, you know, I have clients call me on my cell phone all the time. I take the call because I'm working for them. And that's the attitude I have. So that's one thing that I, I feel like I do a really good job. Um, not that other people do it different. But the other thing, too, which I like about our firm that, that, that has been with this firm since the inception, since 1985, is we meet with our clients every six weeks. Oh. and. And so every six weeks, I'm talking at minimum, I'm talking to that client to find out what they're going through in terms of their treatment. And they know what I'm doing. And I tell the client at the end of the phone call, you should never not know what's going on with your case because mm -hmm. you're paying an attorney to handle it. So if your friend asks you what's going on with your case and you say, I don't know, you're with the wrong firm. And if anyone gets injured and is looking for Rosenthal, Levy, Simon and Sosa, how can they reach you, Steve? They can uh, they can they can look us up on the internet at www.rosenthallevy.com. They can Google us and find our phone number at 561-478-2500. I mean, we're on the internet. Our pictures are there. Our biographies are there, and we would welcome anyone that that needs our help um, to contact us. That's so great. And before we conclude today's episode, I have one last question for you. As promised, are you ready? Okay. Okay, tell me, Steve, what keeps you up at night? Oh, boy. <laughs> in this day of time in my life, well, my kids are grown, so I'm not waking up at night worrying about them. But I do have two grandchildren, twins. Oh. Oh, and they keep wonderful. me up at night thinking about them. But I would say, I, I don't really have an exciting answer for you, Laura. I would say... It, 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 I would say that what keeps me up at night is thinking about the things that I want to do when I get to work that I... I probably always forget doing. So I get up and I worry about my cases like everyone else worries about their work. And that's what keeps me up at night. Luckily, that's the biggest problem I have in my life. I have a great family. I have great kids. I have great friends. So I'm very blessed in that respect. So I would say what keeps me up is my work. And uh, you have uh, one new friend in me, okay? <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, that was attorney Steve Simon, Rosenthal, Levy, Simon, and Sosa, attorneys at law. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for listening to our story about companion cases in Florida and around today. For more tips and tricks on legal funding and personal injury law related topics, follow me, like, and subscribe at More Injury Funding. And it's time for More Injury Funding podcast on Spotify, Amazon, Music, Google Podcasts, iHeart, and so many different uh, major uh, podcasts. 
podcast platforms. Also follow me on Pinterest, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Google Business Profile, and my website at www.moreinjuryfinding.com. I can't wait to see you and uh, listen to you all, my dear listeners, at my next upcoming episode. Tune in soon for our next guest. Until then, be well. Thank you. Thank you.